Yo, what's up, everybody? So, this is episode two of Monetize Me. And I guess I realized in listening to episode one, which I fucking enjoyed. I don't know about you, but I enjoyed episode one. And we're going to continue right with that theme, you know, of owning our story. I appreciate all the feedback I got from those of you that listened and were able to identify where you have disconnected from your story and, you know, now have begun to allow yourself to reconnect with your story without judgment, without judgment. So I'm excited about that. If you haven't heard episode one, make sure you go back and hear episode one when you get a chance now don't turn off this episode to go listen to episode one now episode one was in video form going forward some of our episodes may only be audio because i'm having a little situation right now finding some studio space so if you're out there you want to collab with me through your studio space, hit me up. If you know studio space for sale, for rent, anything, hit me up just to let me know so I can be on the lookout. I'm looking for studio space in Delaware. Now, I will tell you, as I start to interview people, all of those interviews will be audio and video. It'll just be some of the interviews with me that'll only be audio because I'm going to go as I'm inspired to sit down and record. I'm just going to do that. I'm going to sit down and record wherever I'm at. I'm just going to do that without the full production of everything. So one of the things I realized, and I was having a conversation with myself on today, I just did that on today. Those who listen to other podcasts or know the inside joke with that. I'm not talking about that right now. Anyway, I realized I haven't done a great job at communicating what monetize me, the podcast is, or probably in general what monetize in general what monetize me is. So let's start with the podcast, okay? Monetize me is a podcast that I've been trying to avoid for years, which has led to me starting podcasts, continuing with podcasts, but changing names, changing the theme of the podcast a little bit, changing the description of the podcast a little bit, because I was running away from Monetize Me, Real Talk, Because who wants to do a fucking podcast about money? Now, I know we all love money, but who wants to really talk about the ins and outs of money? That's kind of a boring subject to some people, which kind of is like how I feel. I I feel I live a pretty boring life. I'm a pretty boring person. And there's some people say, no, you're not boring. Yeah, shut the fuck up. I'm boring, okay? Anyway, I just saw the topic as being boring. Again, 
going back to the story perspective, it was me rejecting a dimension of my story because inevitably I feel like my story is boring. Which means I feel like who was boring, which I just said. So I kept creating these podcasts and would, you know, do them in the personal development space and come up with all these creative names for these podcasts, transform you, transform you 2.0, no, Transformation Radio, Transformation Radio 2.0, the What Now podcast, the Multidimensional Intelligent podcast, the MDI 2.0 podcast. Yo, I just kept going and going and going because I was avoiding the actual podcast. See, I love podcasting. I think I'm fucking great at it. I think I'm great at interviewing people from a conversation standpoint. I do not prepare my any of my interviews. I don't even like, I, people tell me like, oh, you have such a great broadcasting voice. You should go into TV and, and, and radio. I'm going to be honest with you. What has been my reservation with that is reading off of a teleprompter. Because all of my shit is on the fly. All of my shit is in the moment. All of my shit is based upon the emotion that I am feeling at that moment, the direction that the conversation begins to steer itself into that. That's what this thing for me is. That's what my superpower, my super normal power is, is my ability to be in touch with the vibe of the individual that I'm connecting with through conversation. And sometimes that's the vibe of the individual being myself. So I kept avoiding all of that. And one day I was having a conversation with my identity strategist, who is also my best friend. And he was like, yo, why do you keep trying to create all these personal development podcasts when Monetize Me is the podcast? And if you know anything about our relationship, if you watched our podcast, the MDI 2.0 podcast, we have some episodes out now. We're in a transition moment with that as well. So stay tuned for that. But if you've watched our chemistry on camera, you can kind of understand how that conversation went. I was fucking pissed. You understand what I'm saying? And when I get fucking pissed, I get quiet sometimes. Because I just didn't want to be that dude that had the podcast about money. I want wanted my podcast to be fun. I wanted to be exciting. I wanted to talk about more things than just money. And it took me about a month or so, two months, maybe three months. I didn't record a, a podcast episode for almost six months. But it took that time for me to realize, oh, shit, you can take this podcast in whatever direction that you desire to take it in. 
It can be completely a conversation about money, but you can remix that conversation. Because although sometimes we find conversations about money boring, we all enjoy having money. We all enjoy the freedom of spending money the way that we desire to spend it. And those of us that are investors, we enjoy the freedom of investing, making good investments and causing that money to work for us while we're resting. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to take the concept of monetization, right? And I wanted to bring on diverse voices and diverse people who have taken their ability to tap into what it is that's internally inside of them. Because if you know me, I always talk about we all are multidimensional individuals, which means that within us is everything that we need. However, we have learned to operate from dimensions that we are comfortable from. Some of us are one-dimensional, two-dimensional, three-dimensional. Many don't go past those three dimensions that they, they are somewhat comfortable with. But there are multi-dimensions to each and every one of us that the more and more we are open to life, open to situations, open to our emotions, open to who we are, those dimensions now begin to be unlocked like a chamber that has been locked up and is, is, is stuffed within that chamber and now are like, like a river that bursts through a dam. Once that dam is broken down, there's nothing holding that water back anymore. anymore. That's how some of our dimensions are. They're just waiting for us to say, I embrace you as me. And I know that's scary, be scary because some of the dimensions that we desire to embrace that are communicating to us aren't necessarily accepted as the norm. But that's when you have to begin to look within yourself and begin to check yourself before you wreck yourself <laughs> and check yourself and say, okay, do I want to continue to be normal or do I want to experience who I fully am? Because some of our financial struggles are directly connected to our lack of openness to ourselves. Your million dollar plan, your billion dollar plan, your your $500,000 plan, your $50,000 plan, your $25,000 plan is locked up in a dimension of you that you may be rejecting right now. That you may be judging right now. So Monetize Me, the podcast is a platform where I want you to look 
I want you to hear individuals that look like you, talk like you, walk like you, think like you, are creative like you are creative. And I want you to hear how they have maximized on their relationship with themselves. And have monetized that. So I'm going to have a wide range of guests. Are we going to have experts? Hell motherfucking yeah. But we're going to have experts. We're not going to have the normal experts who people may view as experts. But we're going to have people that are changing the game. We're going to have people that have cracked through the algorithms that sometimes seem to be our biggest vice or our biggest op. I'm going to have people on here that chose to stand up and embrace themselves in everything that is within them to be who it is that they are, even though it goes against social norms and the norms of their family. We'll have people that had to fight through religious norms in order to monetize themselves, in order to be their best self. And we already know if you watch any of my podcasts or have listened to any of my clarity conversations or talks that I've done, you understand that our best self is not a measurement against any other version of ourself or against anybody else, but our best self is our present self because our present self is our most aware self. And it all, and only when we are aware are we able to capitalize on everything that is right before us. Monetize me. So monetize me is about money. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it's not about money. I'm not going to sit here and try to make you feel like money is not important. To live the quality of life that you stop dreaming about. To live the quality of life that you're always talking about. To live the quality of life that you at times get envious of other people for living. There has to be some type of currency that's exchangeable in a market that's public. What is your internal currency? What is it, your gift, your talent, your ability? What is it that you may be looking past? This is what I do. I have that ability to see the value, to properly appraise what you may have looked past in your own life. And I have to say, I'm great at what I do. I am fucking great at what I do. But the struggle became for me when I had to take all those principles, all those concepts, all those ideas, 
all of those strategies, all of those courses, and turn them on myself internally. And now the value that I was attempting to get you to see about yourself, now I have to get myself to see it for myself. And some of you have struggled in like the coaching field and all of those other fields, the, the consulting field, and, and you struggle with, should I charge? And you struggle with, with all of these other things, getting people to pay, and chasing people down for their payments. Well, the reality is you just haven't come to that resolve within yourself that this is my rate. These are the services. No, these are the services that I provide at this rate. If you walk away, you walk away. That does not change the value of who I am. That does not begin to change the quality of the services that I'm offering. That does not change the effectiveness of the services that I'm offering. Monetize me, yo. So that's what monetize me is as a podcast, as a program. Monetize me is simply an opportunity for those who sign up, join whatever language you use to reconnect with who they are. All the way back sometimes to elementary school. You remember elementary school when they asked you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And there was no reservation in your answer around second or third grade. You knew what it was that you wanted to be. The cares of life was not stopping you from communicating that. Bills were not stopping you from communicating that. Experiences that you had were not stopping you from communicating that. People that you have surrounded yourself were not thinking, was not stopping you from thinking that. Where you live geographically was not stopping you from thinking what it was that you wanted to be. There was no barrier between you and what it was that you desired to be. I want to get you back to that space where you block out all of that other stuff, connect with yourself internally, and then allow that kid out. Allow that explorer out. Allow that person out that, yes, what you do may offend other people. It may not, it's not going to harm them but it may offend them, but you are so connected with who you are that you understand it's not even about them. This is about me fulfilling, fulfilling who I am. Monetize me is not just about you being successful. We have enough successful people and most successful people have to go to therapy. And you know, I'm not knocking therapy because you already know what's up when it comes to therapy with me. Maybe you don't know. Maybe you've never listened to me before. I'm a, a big proponent of therapy. Therapy transformed my entire life. Therapy got me to talk about things that I had carried for years. Therapy 
caused me to talk about things that I had suppressed and buried for years. So I'm with the therapy. But the reason why people can be successful and accomplish all the goals that they seem to have set for their lives and still seem unfulfilled is because there's no fulfillment in that success because they have disconnected from everything that they have done. So we might see it as a great success, but they're still not seeing it at the value or for the value of what it is that they've done because internally there is still something that is seeking more out of life. It's that fulfillment. Monetize me. Monetize me is my opportunity to work with you one-on-one in groups to make sure that you are aligned with yourself. You are one with yourself. And you are killing it. Whatever, whatever field you are in, you are that motherfucker for what it is that you do. That's what monetize me is. So, okay, we got through all of that. I think I gave a pretty good synopsis of monetize me. If you still have any questions, y'all already know what's up. You can reach out through email, DM me on any of my social media platforms. We can have a conversation about it. Also, if you want to set up a one-on-one session, all of that information is going to be in the show notes. Listen, if you're at a crossroad in life where you are just trying to figure whatever it is that you are trying to figure out, how about we have a conversation about you? No obligation from the conversation. Just let's have a conversation about you and then let's see where you end up from that space. Okay. So hit me up now. Monetize me. As I said, it's going to be the money podcast. That's not about money, but is about money. You feel me? But I also feel like I was talking about the story in the last episode and I feel like I kind of rushed through my story. And I want to take my time tonight to share. God, I sound so fucking preachy, yo. I I can't get away from that shit. But I want to take my time to share some of my stories so you can kind of understand what qualifies me for this. What's my background? My background has always been in education. If you ask anybody who knew me from much of my life up until about 30, maybe 25, yeah, 30, somewhere around there, all they would know me for was the educator, the program director, the minister of the gospel. That's what they would know me for because, to be honest with you, that's what I have been known for my entire life. I feel as if I was groomed to be an educator. If you took me back to elementary school and you did that exercise I was talking about earlier, where you're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? All I ever wanted to be was a teacher and a preacher. That's all I wanted to be. Oh, and a baseball player. That's all I wanted to be. I didn't want to be anything else but those three things. I remember, uh, and I was just cleaning up the other day. 
And as I was cleaning up, I found this old VHS tape. Now, some of you might not know what a VHS is. Google it, baby. So I find this old VHS because one of my mentors from childhood, like from as early as I can remember, taught me how to write my name before I went to kindergarten and just was a mentor to me my entire life. Mr. Neil, Ivan Neil. So I find this cassette tape and this cassette tape is the cassette tape of the year that he won national teacher of the year. And they did the whole, my hero, Mr. Neil commercial. They did the commercial. It aired nationally. It was just great. It was wonderful. But I found that cassette tape this week as I was cleaning. Now I didn't, I wasn't able to play it because I don't have a VCR anymore, but it really began to bring back like a lot of memories of how long it was that I wanted to be an educator and like how my life, most of my life, I felt I was groomed to be that. Which I am. I, and at times I'm, I'm still an educator and, and I'm glad to have had the experience in the classroom, outside of the classroom, the administrative side. I'm grateful to have the experience to have worked in what would be considered a regular educational setting, an ILC in the inner city of Trenton, New Jersey. I've, I've had a widespread when it comes to the educational component and to have worked for the Boys and Girls Club all the years that I worked for the Boys and Girls Club and to work myself up from just a I think they were calling them caregivers. I don't remember what they called them, but work myself all the way up to a, a director. It was wonderful. It was a great experience. I loved it. But what a lot of people didn't know during those times was I probably cried myself to sleep more during those times than I ever have in my entire life. A lot of people didn't know during those times that I struggled with wanting to live. A lot of people didn't know during those times I had disconnected myself from who I was because I was so afraid of who I was. What a lot of people didn't know during that time is that although I was experiencing great success, I was not fulfilled at all. I love watching my kids go on and be successful and do the things that they were doing. I love being involved and active in their lives. But what a lot of people didn't know was that I was on the verge many times of a nervous breakdown. What a lot of people didn't know is that while all those things were going on and Mr. Cliff just seemed to be like this super hero figure, I was falling apart. I was falling apart, but I wouldn't give myself the grace to fall apart because I had taught myself, I had been programmed to believe that I had to be there for everybody. I remember going through different changes in my life where it was like, I want to change my last name and I was going to take my dad's last name. 
You know, I did that process of putting the name in the newspaper. I did all of that. At times, there's some people that know me by that last name because of how deep I was in to changing my name. I was going through like so much, (laughs) so much psychologically. I remember even uh, deleting social media platforms and starting all over. And the funny thing about that is, is that that is that shows up for me in different spaces in life as a whoa time to center yourself because I will do that. Like I'll delete everything and just start over. And that's not necessarily, I don't want you to look at that and say, I do that too. That's a bad thing. No, it's all about why you're doing it, the space that you're doing it from. And I was doing it from a space because instead of me Sitting down and embracing who I was, I was trying to redefine who I was to help me run from who I really was. Education. I didn't see myself beyond that space. I didn't even know what else there would be for me beyond that space. It's funny because I remember. When I graduated high school, I went to Delaware State University and I didn't go to class. I want you to understand, I went to campus and I went to class maybe one or two weeks, but I didn't go to class. Okay. And I remember being in that first class and they're like, look at the person next to you, look at the person on the other side. And they gave a certain statistic about how many people will be here. And finish the semester, finish the year and graduate. And in my mind, in that class, I was like, damn, some of them fitting to not be here. Little did I know that I was one of the dams. <laughs> and I'm saying my own dams. Just, yeah, I think you catch it. But little did I know. And I enjoyed being away from being away on campus. I ain't go that far. I I went to, uh, as I said, Delaware State University at the time we lived in Georgetown. It was a county up. Okay, I was too afraid to explore the world because at that time I struggled with social anxiety. It was it was like a whole lot of shit that was going on for me. And I remember getting up at Dell State. I don't think I've ever shared this. And I remember. Getting to Dell State, and first they tried to put me in the freshman dorm, but the freshman dorm didn't have air conditioning. And my doctor, who was like a great doctor to me, basically because he did whatever I wanted him to do at that time, and he wrote a letter stating that I needed air conditioning, so I ended up getting to stay in the upperclassman dorm. You feel me? So um, I remember meeting my roommate. And in meeting my roommate, now here I am facing something about myself that I ran from for years. Because he was openly expressing a dimension of me that I had been rejecting for years. So I ended up leaving Dell State. My mom had got sick came home, and I've never really talked about this as well. Uh, My mother got sick 
which was, you know, one of the reasons why I came home. But another reason why I stayed home is because I hated the constant reminder of what I was running from. My, my roommate, he was so open. He was so free. His homies, they were so open. They were so free. Like, and I'm saying, thinking like, yo, I want that, but I'm afraid of that for me too, because that goes against everything that I have been told is right. Notice I didn't say everything that I personally believe, but everything that I've been told was right. So, you know, fast forwarding, I ended up, I stayed up there a semester. And I came home and I didn't tell anybody that I didn't go to any classes. Everybody just thought I transferred home because my mom was sick and because everybody had thought that I felt no need to share the truth with them because after all, why would I share the truth with them when I'm running from a deeper truth? Now, some of you might say, Cliff, what the hell does this have to do with monetize me? I'm getting there. Just be patient, yo. Just be patient and listen. Damn, y'all be rushing me and shit. So I come home, I start taking classes here. And then I realize I don't like this school shit. I start working at the school. I start enjoying that because I realize I'm actually good at that. I'm working with kids that have academic challenges as well as behavioral challenges and I'm loving it and some of them are looking at me as a big brother some of them are looking at me as a father I'm loving it I'm involved in their lives I'm loving it but there's still something that just isn't there for me And it's at this point I start to wonder if it ever will be there for me. And then there are moments when I felt guilty because I felt as if something wasn't there for me. Because I felt like, why are you making this about you? And I want to pause there. Because I want each and every one of you to know that it is it is okay for your life to be about you. It is your life. And that's something that I've, I've embraced in my later years. And I say later years, I'm only 43. But I wish I had embraced that when I was younger. So I just continue on with life and church and it's interesting with church because everything became a standstill for me it it was almost as if i became paralyzed with everything in relationship to church and spirituality it was like i was so vibrant everywhere else But there I found myself stuck 
and feeling as if there was no space for me there. I remember even having a conversation with a spiritual leader at the time telling them, you know, like, I just don't feel like there is space for me here. And I remember judging myself because of that feeling. And you'll see that that's a constant, constant pattern in my story is that self-judgment. And if you're in that space, I'm hoping that you can get to a place if but for a moment, I'm telling you, all it takes is like one open conversation with yourself where you don't allow judgment through and it'll completely uh, alter the trajectory of your life. It will bring so much clarity and transformation to you that you'll find yourself in a space of, I don't even know how to describe it. It'll be such an elevated space that you will crave that forever. Because you're no longer judging yourself. You are allowing yourself to be. You're no longer judging yourself. You're allowing yourself just to be. Now, let me get this shit straight with you. I'm not going to sit and pretend like you just have this one conversation where you remove judgment and then all of a sudden everything changes in your life and it's butterflies and rainbows and all of those different things. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I want you to allow yourself to have that experience because once you have that experience, you'll have a reference point for it. Many times we're trying to experience things without the reference point. And we keep wondering why we keep going back to what it is that we've been accustomed to or used to. The reality is, is we've drawn several reference points for those things. And all it takes is for us to, is to all it takes for us to have a different experience is to give ourselves a new reference point had the conversation and you know the conversation with me conversation is everything that's something that uh that if you don't know me you're gonna learn that about me is that i believe that the missing element in many of our lives is conversation i think sometimes we try to drink our pain away smoke our pain away dance our pain away whatever it is that we attempt to do we attempt to do it through avoiding the conversation, whether that's a conversation with ourselves or a conversation with someone else. I'm big on conversations. I'm big on communication because I, I feel like when we free ourselves to have those conversations, that's us saying, okay, I'm opening myself up to receive everything that is mine, everything that I need from this, everything that I desire from this, I am now able to 
receive, but I'm not just able to receive, but I'm also willing to release. I am willing to release. That's why conversation is a two-way street. You have to be able to receive and release, to receive and release. And if we're not open to both aspects of that, then that's where our reception many times gets clouded and what we release gets limited. But when we're open, we're open to receive and release. So I had that conversation and what that brought to me, the understanding that it brought about in my life is that I've never, do you understand what I'm saying? I never felt connected when it came to church. And if you know me, I am not here to attack church. I respect those who have found safety, safe haven, direction, enlightenment, freedom, joy, whatever it is that you found through that. But if I'm being honest, that never felt like home to me. And I think that's a huge conversation that we could have on another platform or on this platform another time is that the place that I identified as home never felt like home to me. And I had that conversation several times in life, but it wasn't until I removed the judgment from it that I began to have that conversation and not just have the conversation, but free myself from that obligation. I always judge myself for not feeling as if it was home because I always would say, it's your fault that you don't feel at home. What's wrong with you that it doesn't feel like that's home to you? When it's not a right or wrong situation, it may be home for somebody else. It just wasn't home for me, which also helped me understand why I was longing for something else. Monetize me. I know you're saying, Cliff, what does this have to do with monetization? You are not giving me anything that's going to get me some money. I am. So I started having that conversation, but even in having it, I still was blocking that conversation out. And that conversation only led to a deeper conversation. And that conversation took me back to my freshman year at DSU. And that was a conversation I had attempted to avoid probably my entire life. And now I find myself not able to avoid that conversation. But instead of me becoming one with that conversation, I now begin to spiral. Because there's a war of truth going on within me. 
And because there's that war of truth going on within me, I'm doing everything to escape it. To escape it. And so much other stuff started going on in life. And now I find myself by myself having made what I once identified as the worst decision in my life. And accompanying that decision was a felony. Monetize me. And after that, I don't think I've ever judged myself as much as I judge myself. And now with this felony, I'm not able to do the only thing that I thought I was born to do. That's the only thing that I know how to do. I don't know how to do anything else. I was very one dimensional when it came to teaching. I was very one dimensional when it came to working with children and families and working with adults. Very one dimensional about it. It was at that point that my value really took a hit because now I'm faced with the reality of I don't value myself. And the only way that I've ever valued myself is in what I've been able to do for other people monetarily. And now I'm having conversations with people who won't hire me for the basics, basic, the most basic jobs. (laughs) You're overqualified. Why don't you apply for this? But you know you can't apply for that because you know the charges that you have. I find myself like in this space now because I finally made the decision while in that space to come face to face with the spirituality thing as well, which again led me back to Delaware State University my freshman year, meeting my roommate. (laughs) So I finally decide that for the first time in my life, I'm going to live life authentically as me. And boy, oh boy, I knew the backlash was coming. I knew the hatred was coming. I understood all of that. I knew the um, disassociation was coming. I prepared myself for all of that. But you know what I didn't do? I didn't give myself the grace to be angry about some of the some of the approaches that were taken. 
So I turned all that anger on me. So now this decision opens me up to a whole new group of people, yo. And I find myself having conversations with people that I never would have had conversations with before or not wouldn't have had the in-depth conversations that I had with them. I find myself coaching. I find myself in the space of consulting. But because I still was having an issue appraising my value, I had a problem putting a price tag to what I was doing. So many times, instead of charging people my hourly rate, they got those services for free. Monetize me. Okay. And I'm not against giving away services. As I said, there's no right, no wrong, no good, no bad. It's all about the space that you're doing it from. And I have to be honest, a lot of times when I was giving stuff away like that, the space that I was doing it from was, y'all, I just need y'all to validate who I am. If you sign up for my services, then I know that you are showing me that there is value in what I am offering. Hmm. Because I still hadn't taken the time through all of this shit that's going on to sit down and have a conversation with myself about what was inside of me. I was in such a low space that I felt like I didn't have much to offer and what I was offering was of little significance. Although people were coming back and telling me the results that they were getting from the conversations that we were having. If you listen to last podcast or the last episode, you hear me share a story about a young lady who came to me. And we had ended up having a session and she tells me I should have hired you as a coach instead of hiring coach so-and-so because this one conversation has done more for me than I believe it was like six months had done in that coaching program. And that was like a what? And I became angry with myself and with them. But I was just giving it away, giving shit away, giving it away. I wrote a book. I made pretty good money off my book. But I gave away more than I made. And again, somebody said, that's so nice of you. Shut up. 
And I'm not saying you don't need to give, but when you are, when your giving puts you in a worse state than you were already in, you need to evaluate why you're doing it. But it's better to give than to receive. Listen, we're not even having that conversation right now. Are you here to live the life that you desire, to pull yourself out of what it is that you desire to pull yourself out of, to build generational wealth for your family? If you're here for that, then I don't want to hear that, that, that surface shit. Because sometimes that's the shit that's going to keep you in the same space that you're in now. Of course, we would all love to give. But you have to get to a space where you're able to give from your abundance, from your overflow, you know, filled yourself up. You're giving, to, giving out of your overflow and you're not giving out of the basic necessities that you need in order to survive. Sometimes I became angry because I felt like I just didn't have enough. But the reality was I had enough, but I kept giving that shit away. Because there was a guilt that followed me. I felt guilty for having. And that's a whole nother story. But I'm giving away services. I'm giving away books. Giving away time. Giving away ideas. Bringing people on the podcast. Leveraging the podcast for their platforms but not requiring anything from them as it relates to a partnership. And it's okay sometimes to give, give services away for the sake of a testimonial. And here's how you begin to understand if what you are doing is what you need to be doing. If I'm giving away a service for a testimonial, it ought to lead to something else. And the testimonial ought to be able to be given publicly, not just by you, but by those that experience what they experience. I found myself giving to people who weren't willing to give public testimony of what they experienced or would tell the story and completely leave out the coaching session we had, the fact that they were a guest on my podcast, the fact that I helped them with something. And I'm not saying that you do things. It's business. You know, I'm not explaining myself. This is basic business. And one of the things that you're going to understand in business too, you want to monetize you, being a nice guy isn't always a compliment. Sometimes being a nice guy is a thing that separates you from being able to be that businessman that you are, that businesswoman that you are. Sitting there, giving it all away, not valuing it. Free webinars, free courses. If I give you my course, will you write a review on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and you never hear back from them. Hear me out. Some of you say, he's just mad. I'm honestly not. I've gotten past all of that. I just want to make sure that when you're doing certain things in your business, you're doing it from a healthy space. You're not doing it from a space because you don't feel confident in what it is that you are possessing, confident in what it is that you're putting out there. I begin to slowly embrace myself. I get a divorce. And the more I get divorced, the more I get divorced. After my divorce, I start to really get in tune with who I am because I'm not rushing this thing anymore. I'm slowing down, having conversations with myself, learning who I am. You know, I wrote the book after the divorce as well. Don't really publicize the book anymore because that book was written at a different space in a different time. It was me at that time. The book I keep struggling with writing because I don't want to write, but I need to write it. Wait till you get that book. That's going to be the one. Getting to know myself through my divorce. You didn't know myself after my divorce, all of those things. Fast forward a little bit, because I'm still wandering, wandering and just wondering, like, what am I doing wrong? Why is my life like this? I wanted more out of life than this. I should have never did this. I should have never did that. Should have, would have, could have, all them, all of them, all of them. Still struggling with the value of who I was. Very resistant to the creative nature that's within me. I meet a man. You've heard me talk about him. I'm not really going to talk a lot about him right now. Talk about him all the time. My best friend, identity strategist. I start telling him all these creative ideas I have. And he just, his whole mindset with everything was like, okay, so what are you waiting for? And that represented something new to me because I was used to people when I present them with certain ideas, judging it, having a reservation about it, telling me it, That sounds good, but are you sure you're the person for that? Are you sure this is the time that you need to be doing that? And then I realized I had been become so codependent on the affirmation and the go ahead from other people that I didn't even trust myself enough to do the things that I desired to do. And that, my friend, helped me realize why I was broke, why I was as intelligent as I am, as brilliant as I am, as creative as I am, as as much of an asset as I am, why I am broke. 
because I was sitting around waiting for somebody to give me permission to be me. Nobody has that much authority in your life unless you've given it to them to give you permission to be. You, my friend, just have to be. So we have these conversations, we have these arguments, we have these sessions. I'm struggling because I'm in the personal development space. I'm a life coach with no clients. I'm a speaker with no paid engagements. And nothing seems to be working for me. And I don't remember how it came about. I don't know if it was a conversation with him and me or a conversation, because I'll start these conversations with him, but they'll be with myself. And he'll just be there listening. We both do the same thing. And then we'll come to these epiphanies. And I decided, I was like, yo, my moneymaker is my voice, okay? My voice is demonstrative. My voice is strong. My voice is alluring. My voice is seductive. There are, I can do a lot of different things with my voice. And, um, I realized I had been very one dimensional with my voice. I hadn't allowed my voice outside of that personal development space. It was like, yay, personal development, spirituality, yay. And it wasn't even spirituality. It was Christianity at that time. It was limited spirituality. Yay, that's where we are. And I was like... I'm limiting it, limiting my voice. And I was like, I'm going to start an OnlyFans. <laughs> Which is hilarious because I don't view myself as having like the sexiest body. I know my voice is sexy, but I don't view myself as having the sexiest body. But I decided to do it. Like, yo, I'm going to do it. People started subscribing. I was like, wait, what? People are subscribing? And people start ex ordering exclusive content. By the way, this is a perfect time for me to plug my OnlyFans. www.onlyfans.com forward slash Cliff After Dark. People start subscribing. People are tipping, DMing, commenting. And I'm like, yo, what? And now I'm angry. Because I'm thinking about the courses that couldn't, that wouldn't sell. I'm thinking about the books that I was struggling to sell. I'm thinking about the webinars, the seminars, the conferences that I couldn't get people to. But yet, the thing that I 
and probably least confident in, in a sense, as I said, I don't feel like I have that body. This is what the people are paying for. Monetize me. <laughs> so I get angry. And whenever you get angry, you go into self-sabotage mode because now, oh, y'all want to do this? I'm going to make you buy my courses. So I became an enemy to what was being successful for me because outside of my door dashing, because I door dash, okay, the OnlyFans the work as a sex positivity coach, which you can reach out to me for a session with that as well, became the consistent income in my life. But I had a big struggle with that because now for some reason, judgment has shown up again. So now I'm judging myself because why is that the only way that I know how to make money? Monetize me. So then I start working with these different sex toy companies. And I'm starting to realize that it was in the dimensions that I was afraid of showing that my flow was actually there. My flow was actually there. What dimension are you resisting that your flow is there? As I said, when I first started out, remember the story? Teacher, educator, preacher, program director, author. I thought it was coming from that direction. Let me tell you something, too. It, it also matters the space you do everything from. I, I'll say that again. You've heard me say that multiple times. I did not start an OnlyFans because I did not have any money. Excuse me. I did not start an OnlyFans because I wanted the attention. I genuinely started it because it was fun and it was something that I wanted to explore. And when I started having fun with it and exploring it, it produced for me. Now, when I started losing focus of that, it was a drop off for a while and has to came back up now and it's going to come up after this episode. Cause again, I want to plug it again for you. www.onlyfans.com forward slash cliff after dark. 
So it's all about the space that you're doing it from as well. That's going to give you that fulfillment. Because I could do this and be successful, have people subscribe, have money come in and still feel empty. But it's not about that with me. Do I want people to subscribe? Hell yeah. Run me that money. But it's also the fulfillment and the joy that I get out of, number one, people being able to look at me and say, wow, you really have evolved. And also, thank you for being that example. And now I'm able to freely express myself creative, creatively because I've watched you do it. So the fulfillment comes within and then there's a fulfillment that comes in those who listen that may have found themselves locked up. Searching. And now that clarity has come to them. Own your story. As I said, I, I shared some tonight. There's a lot of details I left out that I will continue to share throughout the podcast. As, it, as they show up, the importance of those details show up. But own your story. If I had never gotten the felony, I would have never slowed down enough to have that conversation with myself. If I had never stopped judging myself from the felony, the clarity would have never came. If I never gave myself the freedom to explore, that sexual nature and not just my sexual nature, but publicizing my sexual nature, the flow wouldn't have been released. If I never opened myself up to multiple dimensions, I wouldn't have understood that. Yes, I can be an adult content creator. Yes, I can be a podcaster. Yes, I can be a speaker. Yes, I can be a coach. Yes, I can be a consultant. I don't have to limit it to one dimension. And then I realized that the adult content creator isn't going to limit what I'm able to do because there was a struggle there as well. You got to remember, I, I was a preacher, yo. All of that judgment that I was carrying and I turned it on myself. But like I said, start having those judgment free conversations. Let judgment know you are not welcome in this conversation. And if you're struggling with having those conversations with yourself, set up a call with me again. These calls are not going to obligate you to anything. Of course, it would benefit you to not just set up the call. But after that call, 
hire me. That would be a great benefit for you during this process. But we can talk about that later. I just want to get you on the call so you can have the experience of that judgment free conversation. Get that initial experience. Establish that reference point in your life. So that now you can begin to experience life from a totally different perspective. Monetize me. You are asking what qualifies me. What qualifies me is that I'm willing to have those conversations with myself. And I'm willing to only create from within. I've had times when I felt desperate and I wanted to figure out something to do. But because I wasn't, it just wasn't internally connected to me, I just couldn't do it. Or if I did it, it didn't last long. Monetize me. Again, all the contact information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Y'all are fucking amazing, yo. Do you hear me? You're fucking amazing. The donate button is also, or the donate option will be down in the description as well. We want to take this podcast to multiple dimensions. You feel me? And your help, your assistance is appreciated. You can donate. You can also become a sponsor. Whatever you feel led to do. But let's connect after this, okay? Let's connect. As I say, remain connected to your story. But I also want to tell you, have the conversation without judgment. Peace. Well, there you have it. That concludes today's episode. I want to thank you for listening and I want to remind you to subscribe if you haven't already subscribed. If you have already subscribed, I encourage you to share the podcast with somebody that you know would benefit from subscribing to the podcast. Also, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, feel free to leave an honest star rating in a review on your preferred listening platform. And I remind you to always remain connected to your story.